Did you know there are 35 species of sharks swimming in Irish waters? 35. Blue sharks, poor beagles, angel sharks, leaf-scale gulpers. And a further 10 species are likely to become common here as sea temperatures rise in coming decades, including blacktips, sand tigers and long-fin makos. A hammerhead was seen off the southwest coast in 2019, and there was even a deep-water nursery of black-mouthed cat sharks spotted by one of those deep-sea remote vehicles that the Irish Marine Institute have. It's crazy that we have such deep-seated terror of these beautiful svelte creatures that have been on this planet for over 400 million years and are so perfectly formed that they've remained largely unchanged for the last 100 million years. It's all Hollywood's fault and that damned soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wanted to seek out the most placid, beautiful and easily spotted shark in Irish waters, the basking shark. So I'm taking us to Ackle, to the very bay where they used to kill sharks in their thousands. I promise you though, it is now safe to go back into the water. Oh, and welcome to the Almanac of Ireland. So we've come to Kim or Keem Bay, this like classic horseshoe shaped bay, and we're overlooking Keem Strand, looking out at the sea, which is um, it's relatively calm and lovely tones of greeny blue. I'm with Tom Honeyman, who's been involved in the rearing of aquarium fish species all his life. I'm scanning the surface of the sea. And was head aquarist in the Ackle Experience Aquarium. He's also been a commercial fisherman off Ackle and has encountered many a basking shark in his time. He's got a kind of mesmerising presence, particularly when you're standing on the edge of a cliff looking out over a vast ocean beside some very vocal sheep. Why would you be able to see them from on top? Well, it's easier than being at sea level. We're covering a lot more sea area here by being higher up. Even at sea level, you will be able to see the fin, uh, the dorsal fin especially, because they are big. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, yeah, big is one word for these creatures. The basking shark is the second largest living shark after the whale shark. So a few tons in size? And a few tons, yeah. But unlike Bruce, the animatronic shark that Spielberg used to terrorise an entire generation, basking sharks have no interest in eating humans. They're slow-moving plankton feeders, gliding through the ocean at human walking speed, their mouths gaping as wide as a metre. And they're called basking sharks because they bask in the sun, is that it? Well... The sunshine brings up the plankton. These guys eat plankton. And of course, in days gone by, they thought that they were actually basking at the surface. And hence the name Basking Shark. I so want to see one of these creatures. And we strain our eyes desperately towards the horizon, willing a giant dorsal fin into sight. There's a few swimmers on the strand below, but otherwise, nothing else. Uh... It really is the luck of the draw whether you're going to see them or not. Hiding 
happens to be something that these gentle monsters are really good at. Or to put it another way, they're good at living their lives out of sight of humans. There's still a lot of mystery about basking sharks and people still don't know where they go in the wintertime. But what we do know is that they often turn up here between April and July and they come in close to the shore. Oh, in a few metres, like the swimmers there, there's there's about two metres off the... Keem Bay has the advantage where the beach actually shelves reasonably steeply. So as a result, the deeper water is not too far off the shore. And that's the reason these guys come in here. And of course, this is the place where they were getting caught. Which brings us to the unpleasant side of the human-shark relationship. Unpleasant for the shark, that is. Because we prize this species for one thing in particular. It's liver. Sharks don't have swim bladders like normal fish. Where the swim bladder would be in a shark is actually filled up with liver. But shark liver is absolutely huge. So as a result, from a big basking shark, they could take somewhere around about maybe 400 gallons of oil. No. Absolutely massive. All contained within the liver of the basking shark. Within the liver of the basking shark. So this is why they were so valuable. That oil was used for all sorts of things. In the very early days for street lighting in the cities, then it was used for machinery, and then eventually it was used by pharmaceutical companies. The sharks were hunted in teams, and where we're standing now is where the spotters stood. They would be shouting to the guys down below. In the early days, they hunted them with harpoons. Then they realised they would get caught in nets. It was much easier and much safer. The shark drowned in the net. The shark has to keep swimming. So the guys up on the sighting bank would shout that there's a shark approaching. They would pull the net out from the shore and engulf the basking shark. The shark would swim into the net and then they would leave it to drown. It was all so pretty they had, brutal, they had, really. They had but boats. The nets were tied off the boats and they were just right. surrounded that way. The nets would be tied to the, the rocks on the shore there. Tens of thousands of basking sharks were killed here from the 1940s onwards. The last shark was hunted and slaughtered in 1984. These days, thankfully, people come here to see the sharks, to commune with them, one of the Earth's last great leviathans. And I only wish that we would be so lucky. It's just a pity, I just don't see anything at all here, really. Uh... Instead, we might have to content ourselves with an account of one of Tom's own recent sightings. A few weeks ago, I saw eight sharks all together. Some of them were actually leaping clear of the water. It's known as breaching, just like a dolphin. And to see a shark that's maybe 30, nearly 40 feet in length jump out of the water, that's a sight to behold. Oh it really is. Wow. They're not sure why they do it. They think it's possibly because they're trying to dislodge parasites. Right. But as I say, I've seen sharks every year and I've never seen it happen before. And I think it's actually the boys showing off to the girls. (laughs) Wow. 
So yeah. let's say if then, if a 30-foot <laughs> shark lands on top of a boat, you're gone. Like. Oh, you're gone. Yeah. Or on top of you when you're you swimming. If you were swimming in there, you certainly wouldn't want to be underneath it when it landed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tremendous. Tom, I don't think we're going to see one today. Though. No, I, I, I don't think so. It's a bit disappointing. What can I say? I want them to get so sick of their parasites and their eels and whatever on them that they want to leap out. Or, as you say, to woo the a beautiful female basking shark in the vicinity. But thank you for that. You're all right. <laughs> just, a, just a pity. I was hoping we might have, we might have seen something. But uh, anyway, that's the luck of the draw, isn't it? I'm 50 this year, and I've never seen a shark in my life. But that's okay. These are wild creatures, living their own complex lives. They're not a commodity to be observed when we feel like it. The whole magic of nature is that very occasionally the fates collide to give us a glimpse of a leaping fish or a darting kingfisher or even a skimming pond skater. And it's the surprise and spontaneity of it that gives it its potency. I feel my life is richer through knowing that these vast creatures are swimming around these waters now and that the years ahead will bring more varieties of shark to Irish waters. I'll definitely be keeping more of a watch out as I roam the coastline from now on. The Almanac of Ireland was presented by me, Moncon McGann, and produced by Colette Kinsella. It's a red hair media production for RT Radio.